This podcast was recorded from our weekly live stream. To watch this video or see other episodes of The Spiritual Journalist, head to thespiritualjournalist.com or find me on YouTube. You can find a link in the show notes. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Spiritual Journalist. I'm so grateful you found us here, and I'm really excited to celebrate a first on this show of ours. We have two guests joining us today, Lorianne and Bailey Coe. They're a mother-daughter duo, and they run Recharge the Soul, women's retreats all over the world. But today, we're gonna dive into the power of bringing women together and the healing potential when we do just that. So Bailey and Lorianne are going to share their own stories of how Recharge the Soul came to be and what they've learned along the way. So let's get into it. I've always been a deeply curious person, talking with anyone who would listen and soaking in as much information as possible. So it's no surprise my love for storytelling led me to a career in journalism. But after nearly a decade working in newsrooms across the West Coast, I realized I wanted to start asking questions you probably wouldn't see on your local news. So I left my job as a morning TV reporter and started The Spiritual Journalist. This isn't just a YouTube channel, podcast, website, or social media page. This is a live conversation where you get to ask questions too, because I'm not the expert. I'm not here to tell you what to believe. My goal is to connect you with people who have profound experiences and inspirational stories to share. And we'll definitely mix a little astrology in too. So if you're like me, you have this insatiable curiosity and you love deep conversations too, well, this is the place for you. Together each week, we'll explore everything from crystals and tarot to mental health and the environment. There are no wrong questions here. My ultimate goal is for you to come away from each episode with a new perspective and an expanded consciousness. This is a channel for the collective. This is a community for the curious. This is The Spiritual Journalist. Hello. Hi. <laughs> you are so cute in unison. I mean, I'm so excited to have you both on today. Um, I've been lucky enough now to meet you in person, but I'm excited to share you with my community now. Oh, we're excited to be here too. Thanks for having us both on. Yeah. So we'll get into your story, the, the story behind Recharge the Soul in just a moment. But I love starting these conversations with a look at my guest's birth chart just to get a snapshot of your energy. So this will be the first time we're doing two birth charts. We'll keep it pretty brief so we're not here all day because I'm sure I could be here all day <laughs> chatting. Um, but I know, Lorianne, it's been a while since you had a reading. So if you have any yeah. observations or questions, feel free to jump in. But we're going to start with your chart. Okay, great. Okay, so here you are, a snapshot of your energy. You are a Virgo. Your birthday is on September 8th, right? I'm a Virgo yeah. too. Oh, so yay. I love that. <laughs> Actually, I know you both have some prominent Virgo placements, but if we look at Lorianne's chart, she's like 
a lot of Virgo. There's a lot of Virgo going on here. And what I think is really cool is that your sun, the circle with the dot in it, is conjunct your north node. And our north mm -hmm. node is our direction, our purpose, the lessons we're here to learn. Our sun is just kind of our expression, how we show up. So just by you being willing to show up and share your light with others, you are embodying your purpose, which is just so true to everything you're doing, of course. Uh, but your rising sign is actually Aquarius. You're an Aquarius rising, mm -hmm. which is really interesting. Aquarius risings um, kind of like to come across as like they're a little different, you know, even though mm -hmm. you're a Virgo and you're very put together and probably pretty organized. Virgos are very service oriented to with so mm -hmm. much Virgo in your chart, like you need to help mm -hmm. other people. That really feels like your mission. But your Aquarius rising, your, your rising is how you dawn on other people. So when people see you, they're probably like, hmm, there's something different about her. There's something like mm -hmm. a little weird about her and not in a bad way, just in a unique way, right? Mm -hmm. But you have a Taurus moon and your moon is actually at zero degrees Taurus. My moon's at zero degrees Scorpio. So you and I have exact opposite moons. And our moon yeah. is our internal emotions. Mm -hmm. um, and so with your moon at zero degrees Taurus, a zero degree placement is like we have a lot to learn in this area. So mm -hmm. what I've come to learn about my zero degree moon is that I probably mastered like Libra energy because it comes before Scorpio. So you have kind of mastered Aries energy when it comes to emotions. Mm -hmm. And I would say like you've mastered the ability to work out your emotions through moving your body, which again, I'm sure we will get into when we hear about your story. Um, but what truly nurtures you and what you're eager to be nurtured by is relaxation, sensuality, rest, like really being in your body, really having nice things and being comfortable comforted by luxurious environments, you know, so uh, you probably crave that a little bit, even though you definitely know how to move your body and move your emotions. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I'll point out, because we don't have time to get into all your placements, mm -hmm. is that you have Saturn and Capricorn. So Saturn and Capricorn in the 11th house, you went through your second Saturn return, probably a about three to four years ago now. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say exactly when. I would imagine that's really when Recharge the Soul took off potentially because your Saturn's in your 11th house of your network, your community, starting something or a transition, a lesson learned by creating community or being in community. So, uh, and also Capricorn rules work and our job and our long-term goals. So I'm curious how the timeline of Recharge the Soul played out with your Saturn return. It's so interesting because I had created community with Mama Bootcamp, which is my fitness company, and um, and still running, and I have wonderful coaches working for me, and I love that. So when you said about movement, my one of my favorite sayings is, movement is medicine, because that is how I process, and that's how I also wash off um, you know, sadness or stress, um, also get grounded and get ideas. But with um, Recharge, it's so interesting that, you know, one of one of my missions is to help women heal. So Bailey and I, we, we she came on board uh, 2019, and that's when we decided to do international uh, retreats with Recharge to Soul. So it's right, right yeah, on the money. Right that's so yeah. funny. That's so um, on point. 
So cool. So, so cool. And I will say the last thing about your chart is that you have a ton of Virgo energy and it's like all in your seventh house over here. And seventh house is the house of relationships, not just relationships in general, but one-on-one -on -one relationships and mm -hmm. not necessarily romantic ones, although it might come across that way, but I totally see it as like your relationship with Bailey, with your daughter, you like really tend to those one-on-one -on -one relationships. Yeah. At least yeah. that's what I see from an outsider's perspective. So that's really a big part of your personality. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Family is so important to me, which is so interesting because I had a very, and I know we'll talk about this dysfunctional, um, chaotic, painful childhood. And so to have family and have my children and my husband all connected is super important to me, but also the expansiveness of that with building tribe, building community, building sisterhood. Since I didn't have family growing up, um, it's really, has been really important for me to create it. So I, I love that you saw that in, in the press. I want to know more, but we'll talk later. <laughs> yes, we'll do, we'll do full readings. Okay, but I want to get to um, Bailey's chart too. So Can't here's a look at your chart. You have another birthday coming up this weekend, right? Ooh, yes. <laughs> I can't believe it's already here. <laughs> yeah, happy early birthday to you. So, of course, you're a Leo, um, which I love. You you know, Leo energy is so magnetic and ruled by the sun, very vibrant. But you have a Virgo moon, which is really cool with your mom having so many mm -hmm. Virgo placements. You're really nurtured by her energy in a lot of ways. What's really amazing, though, is that your moon is conjunct Mercury. Um, and so... Mm -hmm expressing your emotions probably comes very easily to you. In fact, you're probably a verbal processor, like you need to talk out your emotions. But also, I love that your moon and Mercury are in the 11th house because just seeing you at retreats, you're easily able to share your emotional experience, connect with people on an emotional level with it being in the 11th house of networking, groups, community. Um, and of course, you're nurtured by service as well with your moon in Virgo. Our moon is what nurtures us. But you're a Leo sun, which does still make you very outgoing and vibrant. And then you're a Scorpio rising, which is really cool. Uh, I don't know if you knew that about yourself, but mm -hmm. Scorpio risings are like, they come across as very mystical, almost like mysterious. Like, what's she hiding? What's going on? You know, it's like Scorpio energy. It's kind of like you have like a mask on, but because you have a Leo sun, you're also just like, this is me and I'm very vibrant too, which works in your favor, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But Scorpio rising makes you very mystical. And that means your ruling planet is Pluto, which just happens to be in your first house as well. And I just see you being an alchemist. You know, you are naturally an alchemist. You can transform. You've probably transformed into a lot of different versions of yourself over the years, and you can help other people transform too. Your Saturn is not your Saturn return isn't even happening for a long time. It's in Aries, so because you're pretty young still. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, your Saturn return in Aries will probably be about creative expression in some way because mm -hmm. it's in your fifth house and moving your body, things like that. Uh, and you have a really balanced chart. Like you have a lot of balanced energy all around your chart. So Jupiter is in Capricorn for you, which is probably great when it comes to long-term wealth. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the last thing that I'll point out that really, um, really stands out with everything we're going to talk about today is that 
we talked about your mom's north node being conjunct her son. Your north node is conjunct your Chiron. And Chiron is the wounded healer. Chiron represents mm -hmm. our deepest wounds, our ability to heal them. And then once we figure out how to heal our own wounds, the ability to help others do the same. And mm -hmm. so that really feels like the lessons you're learning, the purpose in this lifetime, and with it being in Libra, in the 11th house, again, helping a network of women heal or a network of people heal, I should say, um, and also finding balance, Libra being the sign of balance. So, you know, once you're able to find balance in your own healing, sharing that with others is part of your life purpose. Wow. Yeah, that's so great. <laughs> How so fun. Great. Yeah, that was all pretty spot on for sure. <laughs> that's so fun. Uh, and we'll we'll go we'll do a deeper dive another time when we can yeah. go into all the placements. But I just love to start with a snapshot of your energy rather than read your resume because I know you're very accomplished women. Um, but I just think it's fun, especially when people watch and they're like, "Oh, I have this," and you know we find similarities mm -hmm. through astrology. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. But let's get into your story now, each of your stories really. And I love to start from the beginning. So. Mm -hmm. I know, Lorianne, you share your story at retreats, but for those of us who don't know you or haven't been to one of your retreats, tell us how you got to where you are. Where did it all start? Well, um, I, when I think back to when I was in my 20s and with my daughter, you know, being close to 26, she is like light years ahead of where I was. And I really think that um, the whole process of being where I was led like having the family background, having the mother and the, the dad and the family dynamics that I did, it just was really um, a very lonely, hard childhood. And so, which really was a gift. It was like a teacher for me. And I know that some people would look at that and go, how can being in pain be a teacher? But it, it really, really gave me motivation to want to build community. And so I first started with, um, back when i first first started with movement i played collegiate volleyball and and swam in college and i loved movement it always made me feel good and i loved the camaraderie of a team and so as i as i was as i was growing older and really processing what happened to me um i decided to start building a community through uh, through exercise so i built mama boot camp then <clears throat> Bailey was coming along with me on all of the trainings I was doing. We were doing triathlons and we'd have groups um, that would go up to retreat in Tahoe for trainings. And Bailey was with me and she'd say, she'd go, all, all of these women are around us and we're, they're, we're like second moms to her. Mm -hmm. And she said, but she was, you were only sharing one side of yourself because you're so connected to your higher power and you're always talking to your angels and and I'm getting information back. She goes, why aren't you sharing that? And I had, I was kind of like a, a closet, um, you know, a closet spiritualist, I guess you could say. And so, so I started, I started sharing more and more. And now it's kind of like, I feel like I get phone calls from my guides and they're talking to me. And it's so rewarding because I get direct information um, from them, which can help the people who are in front of me. And so it just kind of expanded from there. So I do the soul coaching retreats. Um, and when we do, when we do retreats, I do intuitive readings at the retreats. Bailey does the breath work and yoga. Mm -hmm. And so we're like the perfect combo team. It's been, um, just a wild journey, I have to tell you. Yeah. So a fun. A yin and a yang. Uh, yeah. We call ourselves yin and yang. Cause I'm, I run, 
very masculine energy because as an entrepreneur and having been a single mom and having three small children counting on me. And then Bailey is um, just has beautiful, soft energy. And it's just a really nice balance. Like we'll catch each other and help each other along. She'll say mom, you know, and she'll, she'll, she'll give me a great place to talk about things that I need to talk about. And then I encourage her to speak up when she needs to speak up. So it's really, it's really been beautiful. I love that. I'm curious, Lorianne, have you always been spiritual? Have you always been open to these things? Or was there a point in your life that kind of cracked you open and maybe, uh, you know, dark night of the soul or something like that in your life that made you tap into that connection or that higher consciousness? Such a great question because well, I remember when I was back in um, being, you know, in Linden is where I was raised, um, we would go to the library and I would try to look up books on angels and uh, mysticism and all different kinds of things. I was always curious about it, always had a, a yearning to know more about it. Um, I was raised Catholic and so, and the Catholic, and no offense to anybody out there, um, I think there's beautiful tradition in it. I love a lot of the rituals of it, but I didn't think that me going and, and confessing my sins to another person made sense. It was like, why can't I just go direct? So then I did, I started going direct. So, um, and just praying direct and then getting answers, especially when I was in my 20s and um, I was actually counseling at a battered women's shelter and a lot of the stories that the women were telling me triggered me to remember the trauma that I had growing up, which was so fascinating. It was, and that really was a breaking open moment for me to lean more into healing, lean more into um, tapping in and talking to them like why would this happen to me you know and and wanting to know answers and then getting answers and then having people show up so I would say I have, I've had probably gosh three or four huge huge things that happened that really cracked me open yeah. not, not just one mm -hmm. yeah well, and, and that's how it goes, right? In the spiritual journey, in the healing journey, you think mm -hmm. you're there and then something else happens to crack you open even more. Mm -hmm. You know, Lorianne, at the retreat I attended last weekend, which was amazing, such a beautiful experience. Oh, thank you. Um, you shared a story about kind of one of your darkest times, leaving mm -hmm. a relationship with your children's father and just wanting mm -hmm. to give up. And you shared mm -hmm. how... Bailey took you by the hand and told you all the reasons you shouldn't. I just have chills even thinking about that. Mm -hmm. um, and it just, to me, I'm like, wow, this little girl came into your life. This is clearly a soul contract. Like I just see Bailey's Virgo moon conjunct Mercury from a young age being like, I'm just going to tell you how it is. Like I'm just going to oh my gosh, so <laughs> tell you how, you know, Virgo, I mean, I say this a little bit selfishly, but Virgo energy can be very much like that. Like we're just getting to the point, you know, like oh, here's how it is. Um, mm -hmm. Do you feel that? Did you feel that, you know, she came into your life to help mm -hmm. you wake up in some ways? Oh my gosh, you know, I say this all the time and I, I can't believe I didn't say it at the one day retreat because because it's so true. Um, we talked about it on our podcast as well is that Bailey, um, Bailey was my mom in a past life, for sure, hands down, 110%. When I'm walking across the street, she'll grab me by the back of my shirt and say, mom, there's a car coming and pull me back. Just, I mean, just for example. Because she's such a visionary. So she's all, our heads always sometimes, you know, up in the clouds, like 
creating. And so I have to make sure that she's <laughs> safe. It's so funny. And you know, in that moment that I shared, and to tell you honestly, I was channeling at that moment when um, I just knew what I had to say at that moment. I've never shared that out in a large group like that. Um, and I shared it because I was being led to by my guides and my angels. They were saying there are so many women here who need to hear that story. And because there was so much shame around a lot of the women who were there in our retreat around generational healing. And, and there are so many women that I know that have very hard relationships with their mothers or their daughters. And so I just feel so grateful that she chose me to be her mom. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful that we had that contract with together because I mean, she's obviously a huge joy bringer for me. She's like my best friend. I just am so grateful for her. And, but on top of that, I think that we decided when we were on the other side to come here and be on this huge mission to help really elevate women's lives and really help women heal because the guilt that they feel. So when Bailey was 10, um, which this is, I'll keep this super short. When Bailey was 10, she grabbed my hand and walked me around the block and said, told me all the reasons why I needed to be here. With all the, all the reasons why, because I didn't know if I wanted to be here anymore. I mean, seriously, I was like, I think they would, I felt that my children would even be better without me at that point. And then what came up after that is I told you briefly that I ended up in the hospital. Well, I had, um, after that, after the retreat, I had my solar plexus, not my solar plexus, my, um, sacral sacral was being burst open because I was 10 when I told my mom that I was being molested and she didn't make it stop. So Bailey was 10 when she took my hand. I was 10 when I was walking around the block. I mean, I was 10 when I was talking to my mom about, you know, have, asking her to help me. And then she didn't help me. She, it still continued to happen. And I, at, at 11 years old, had to make it stop. And so it's really such an important thing that we talk about this because there are so many women walking around with huge amounts of guilt and huge amounts of pain that just needs to be healed so that they can share their gifts and they can move forward. You know, so that's, I'm just like, I can't even tell you that I'm grateful to be on here to share that story because I know that's going to hit some home for some women. And I'm even more grateful for my daughter, Bailey. <laughs> so powerful. And, you know, I can't help but think you were more receptive to her at that age saying, hey, mom, this is what I like. I need you here. And here are all the reasons why, because you had that experience of not feeling heard and, you know, I can't help but think that, of course, it's hard in the middle of it to understand how the universe is working everything, but, totally. you know, everything happens for a reason. So, oh my gosh, so true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Bailey, I'm curious because I have been told this my whole life that, like, I am not necessarily from a past life, but, like, I'm more of a mother figure to my mom mm -hmm. um, oh. because she's a wild Sagittarius and I've always <laughs> been the Virgo. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. this is how we're doing it, okay? let's be a little more reserved now um did that ever feel like a burden to you or did you have that knowing or how did that feel for you growing up um I don't think it was ever a burden I think that it was just I don't know I don't know exactly how to explain it but it was just instinctual and it was more just like she's always been my mom you know at a certain level but there's always these moments where I mean, we just needed each other and 
when I've needed her, she's stepped up in major ways, of course. And then there's been moments when she's needed me or, you know, when anybody that you love needs you. So I, it would, I would never consider it um, a burden. I'm just grateful that I was there, you know. I'm so glad you said that because that's a really big realization. Actually, part of coming to your retreat opened up for me um, was that, yes, it's not my responsibility to heal anyone else, right? We can't fix anybody or heal anybody. But I've just in the past couple months had this realization of, I have all of these tools now. You know, I've done a lot of healing on my own. I know all these modalities. I have this wisdom and there is a little bit of responsibility to share that with the people I love who could use it. Whether they're receptive to it or not is up to them. But just kind of coming into the like, oh, I, for the longest time I was like, that's their stuff. I got to separate myself. You know, I can't fix anybody else. And now I'm coming to a place of like, well, I have this light within me and I have all this wisdom now. And it would be a shame if I didn't share that and show up for people when they are in need because I know they would do the same for me, you know? So th that just reminded me of that realization. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I have to say coming to your retreat with my mom was so powerful. And I love that you do these retreats as a mother-daughter duo because mm -hmm. you're of different generations, of course. You're showing that this isn't just for women of this age or women of this age. It's women of all ages who can come together and heal. Mm -hmm. And I, when I told my mom, yeah, it's a mother daughter who run the retreats. She was just like, that is so cool. You know, it just really like sealed the deal for her. <laughs> yeah. And what we've been noticing and my mom kind of touched on it within a lot of our retreats is a huge amount of generational healing that's going on within the planet right now. Mm -hmm. Um, on crazy, like, like almost 50% of our retreats, there's generational mm -hmm. healing going on, which is can be, I know my mom did it, you know, there's a huge line before her where it was the, it was just the same old story and the same old way of stuffing down feelings and not talking about the elephant in the room, but it was painful for everybody when they were alone. And so we've been noticing that there's a lot of that theme going on within where we're at and this time on earth, you know, and within so many different things happening and the pandemic I think cracked a lot of people open and and made them face a lot of things so we are such a beautiful mirror for each other at the end of the day and we always have something like that maybe we're saying and we don't know why we're saying it to this person but it's planting that seed or it's giving them a little bit of direction on their path so yeah it's I'm such a believer in speaking freely and speaking from the heart always um and that's how we create this massive healing on the planet and and essentially this new way of living like liberated so yeah because when when we heal you heal generations back mm -hmm. and then you heal seven generations forward so because bailey was willing to step up and i was willing to step up we decided you know, on a on an energetic level to heal, you know, to to do the work, which is not it's not pretty. It's not pretty. <laughs> it's not it's not fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but but you can but I think the the more you let it go and the more you don't just hold tramp it down and go, I'm just not gonna talk about it. 
the harder it gets and then all the dysfunction just continues so we just let it all out and just and when we're we're, we're guided to talk and share something with somebody we know there's a reason why yeah mm -hmm. and then using like practices to kind of to to make it a little bit cushioned you know what i mean and to find a little bit of support while maybe you're you're facing some things that were stuffed down for a while mm -hmm. so find the flow in it mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it's, you know, the container you create, it's obviously a reflection of both of you. And you both have done the work to heal generational trauma together, really, you know, in everything I've heard so far. And I'm not surprised that women are coming and finding that in these retreats, in these containers, mm -hmm. because that's, that's what you've done for yourselves. And I just have to share, you know, um, in the synchronicity of it all, the night before your retreat, I stayed the night at my mom's house and we went through a box of old photos together that wow. she'd just been given. And I know she won't mind me sharing this because she's an open book, but um, we kept looking at pictures, a lot of them from her childhood. And anytime she was a teenager in the picture, she'd be like, oh, I was so cute. Look how fun I was, blah, blah, blah. But anytime before like age 10 or 11, she'd be like, ugh when she looked at a picture of herself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even a year ago, I would have been like, ah, oh, whatever, and just, you know, moved on. But I was like, mom, I'm really noticing that you're so cute in these pictures. Like, I adore you looking at these pictures. You look like me, you know, how could you not love seeing this little version of you? And we had a really great conversation about why it was that she feels that way. What happened to her at that age, you know, mm -hmm. the trauma that she's been carrying. And at the mm -hmm. end of the night, we're talking it through me just wanting to keep going deeper because that's what I love to do. And I was like, it just seems like you're really angry at a lot of people. Like when you're looking at these pictures, you're angry. And she said, I think that's what I need to release tomorrow at this retreat. Aww. And she did. I mean, of Aww. course it's not a one day thing, but during the meditation, there was just a huge release for her. And I think this is a great point to talk about the power of being around other women going mm -hmm. through the same process because that's where that support comes in. Of course, we can all read the books and do the healing and do even online workshops, but what do you think the power is of physically being in a room with other women who are going through that same transformative experience? Yeah, they. Mm -hmm. uh, I follow a little bit of, um, I really like Buddhism um, and Buddhist religion and their philosophies um and they always say that through community is really where we heal and through mm -hmm. community is where we really find joy and peace and presence and love and and create that sacred container to release and to know that we're not alone in that mm -hmm. and that it's perfectly human and it's part of the process mm -hmm. of coming here to learn mm -hmm. There's a power in the witnessing, right? In being mm -hmm. witnessed in those emotions. And even you two telling your story, almost like Lorianne Bailey witnessing you being like, hey, you do all these other things that you're not showing other people and I'm witnessing it and, and saying like, hey, share this. Or mom, I see that you're hard on yourself and I'm witnessing that. You know, it seems like just in your individual story, there's been so much power in witnessing each other. How do you think that plays into a group container? Oh, well, I feel like the, when they look, because when they look at Bailey before they know us or, and look at us together, 
a lot of times they go, oh, well, they've never had anything happen. Oh, their lives are always, but you know, and then when we are so vulnerable and willing to share like we do and do, and I think it takes, I don't know, I feel like it shows a lot of courage when you share, but it also lights the path for other women to share. And, and we show that it's okay to share. Not only is it okay to share, but it's necessary to share. And then that's when you really get to dive into the juiciness of life because life, like you can hold on to a lesson and you can beat yourself up over a childhood for the rest of your life and wear it around your neck like this, you know, with a, like a victim. But, mm -hmm. or you can say, you know what? Yeah, that happened to me, but it came to me as a lesson. It can, didn't, it only needs to be a lesson so that I can walk through it. Then when I walk through it, I say, okay, here are the tools that I use to walk through it. So you can walk through it. Like I, maybe I was kicking and screaming and rolling around in the mud and got really messy doing it, you know, <laughs> ugly crying, all of it, and face planting a few times. Or with the tools that we have learned, we can give people sh uh, shortcuts to it, like breath work, affirmations, miracle mm. mornings, connecting with your higher power, finding a safe community, clearing your circle of people who, you know, that, that really are shooting arrows at you and drag, you know, maybe their energy leaks happening. So we love keeping, giving women tools that are, that make it easier, mm. that, that makes it more it's not always easy, but it can be easier and you can have grace, ease and flow. Yeah. And then once you're yeah. on the other side, oh my gosh, it's just such a beautiful mm -hmm. thing. I mean, life is miraculous. And if you're, if the miracles in front of you and you don't believe in miracles, you're not going to see it that we talked about that at the retreat. And I, you know, I think that a lot of women get, um, jaded or cynical or think that all women are not very, not nice that women, you know, tear each other down. We don't allow that at our retreats. It's just something that is not not part of what we do. It's a safe, It's a, and we set that container up from the very beginning because it's super important that all the women know that who are there. Yeah, it, it's such a magical experience when women to come together in any capacity and especially when you create a container like that. But I want to talk about some of the different healing modalities you share because that really ties into your story as an individual, Bailey. Talk to me about how you came into yoga and breath work and were you always into these, you know, physical spiritual practices or did it take your own kind of spiritual awakening to come mm -hmm. to them? Oh, it definitely, <laughs> it was a long process. And I think that the process is always kind of unfolding. Um, but I'm at this point where I understand it the best I ever have. But when I was in my early 20s, I moved to Reno. And I was living there for um, a couple of years. And I got into bartending because I was like, I'm going, I know that people make a lot of money. Um, and I was tired of kind of living paycheck to paycheck. And then with that, the industry kind of, I kind of got a little bit wrapped up into it um, and noticed a lot of dark sides to it. And I always kind of suffered with anxiety growing up and um, low grade depression. But during that time, when I got into bartending and then got into kind of that party lifestyle, I felt it more than I had ever felt it. And I felt super alone it was kind of like i felt like everybody else kind of felt that way but was not talking about it and so i started 
traveling and trying to figure out answers because I wasn't interested really in school. Um, and But I was always interested in like different cultures and gaining new perspectives. So I started traveling. I went um, to all over Southeast Asia. I went to Bali um, and I went to Cambodia. I went to South America. And through that, I really, I think, discovered a lot of my spirituality and and this sounds so cliche but parts of me that i didn't even know were in there kind of came to light um and so through that i would you know pop into a yoga class or and at the time i was studying um buddhism language and religion in um i was in a two-year college so community college and I was super fascinated with that. I was like, this all makes sense. Like it doesn't put anything in a box. It's just telling you how to feel liberated in this life and how to find peace. And I, I didn't know it at the time, but I was really just trying to find my center and trying to find peace. So I ended up getting into a long-term relationship. My first love and Reno moved to Bali with him. And then from then on, it was over. Like I was really practicing a lot of um, yoga there. There was this meditation center I kept going to. And then when we broke up, I decided to go and get my yoga teacher training for a month in Costa Rica. And while I love yoga, I realized that during that month in Costa Rica, my favorite time was every single morning we would wake up at 5 a.m. And there's 30 of us girls and we would all go up to the shala and it was so quiet and so peaceful. And for an hour we would practice breath work and meditation. And during that time, cause I, I was still really grieving from that heartbreak. It was about six months after and it, we were together for about three years and I had changed my whole life for him. So I was kind of at this, this point of restarting. Um, and when I went to that yoga teacher training, I was, holding a lot of anxiety again. I felt like it completely spiked a lot of sadness. Um, but after those 30 days of consistently showing up to my practice of breath work and meditation, and then using embodiment tools like yoga, um, and like just kind of disconnecting sometimes from this noisy world, I heal, I swear, through the, that consistency, I probably healed 10 times quicker from that heartache, and really gained control of of me again, because I had lost myself completely in that relationship slowly over time, not to blame anybody, but I was still just learning. So yeah, I think from then on, I'm like, whoa, like, this really works, you know? I I used to live in Reno. We probably lived in Reno around the same time, actually. That's um, so, yeah, in 2017, and then left at the beginning of 2020. Yeah, so I was there um from so we probably overlapped six months i was there i worked at a local news station news four in reno for two years and i just wow. have to say this is kind of an aside but since we're talking about reno and you're in nevada right now i feel that there is a dark energy in reno okay yeah because of, yeah. I think it's like the gambling the alcohol mm -hmm. and so you working in that industry were probably very in it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I was very in it. And it's funny how you, you know, you don't realize mm -hmm. you get caught up in it so 
slyly. And so I saw, mm -hmm. I think I got really freaked out at one point in Reno because I'd been bartending for three years and I was seeing other people that had been bartending already for like 10 years, just going down a really dark hole. And I'm like, oh my God, if I don't get out now, then I, I feel like the probability of me getting stuck like that, you know, and, and kind of living life in that darker frequency and that darker energy might be my story. And I'm like, nope, uh-uh, <laughs> like I gotta go. So that's how that all transpired. You know, it was kind of, I think we all have these, these moments in life where our paths are about to go into two forks and we get to choose. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. if we are honest with ourselves enough, the universe truly gives us a different opportunity to go a different way. Mm -hmm. Bailey took it. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting you say that because I was working at a local news station. In the station itself, there was a very dark energy, which is a whole other story I won't get into. But I've talked to other people who worked there at other times and were like, something was going on in that building. In fact, the GM at one point brought in a shaman and she wouldn't even go in part of the building. So wow. in general, it's not a yeah. great work environment. Um, but I had this boss who demoted me, he harassed me, he came in halfway through my contract there and just, you know, pummeled me as a human. I was like miserable and I was on track to become a main anchor there. You know, I would have gotten stuck there. I would have gotten stuck there. Wow. I was already an anchor and he demoted me for no reason and I could not see why it was happening in the moment. I was so miserable, so depressed. And mm -hmm. thank goodness he did. Now, hindsight 2020, mm -hmm. it forced me to move back home to Sacramento um, and get a better job here locally, meet the love of my life at that job, you know? So wow. it's isn't it so weird when you're in it and you're just like, why is this happening? And especially, and no shade to anybody who lives in Reno or Nevada. I know lovely, wonderful people who live there, but there is, it does feel like this darkness that comes along with the history there and the gambling and all these things. And you can really get sucked into it. Yeah. And I think mm -hmm. I'll always personally have a love for Reno. Like I did enjoy my time there and I met some people that completely changed the direction of my life. Mm -hmm. And I think I got a lot of answers there. But at the same time, we always say, you know, there's certain chapters in our life or or maybe it's a house or maybe it's a job where you can feel like the energy is used up mm -hmm. and it's time to move forward. Mm -hmm. And sometimes whenever you're like resistant towards that and you're like, no, like I, this is comfortable. Like this feels, and the unknown seems scary though. There's this weird like feeling and intuitive intuition that you need to move forward. Um, the universe will come and kind of kick you in the butt and be like, we have better plans for you, mm -hmm. you know, just trust us. And that's what a lot of our retreats and our work and our, our mission is to get women and eventually we do want to do co-ed because we think that men need this just mm -hmm. as much as well um, to really be able to connect back in with that intuition so that they don't feel so lost or so that they don't they know that they can always lean on themselves for the answers mm -hmm. that they always have the answers inside. Mm -hmm. And when you're in the middle of that, sometimes it's happening so slowly and insidiously that you don't even see it. And then, you know, this entity actually has its self, it has its energy wrapped around you. Mm -hmm. So 
and when you're in an open environment like that things can attach themselves to you and if you don't have the tools in your tool chest to clear energy you know then it, it can be pretty sticky so yeah, yeah to protect your energy to too yeah, yeah. Oh well, I always feel like the brighter you shine, and I'm sure you've heard this, said this even, the more you're going to trigger people. And, you know, I was, I, I, this sounds conceited to say, but I really do feel like I was just like shining and I was on this trajectory there and this person came in and was so triggered by me. And again, Thank goodness. But that's part of the tools too, right? Like being able mm -hmm. to just see obstacles as opportunities, being able to trust. At that point, I was not in a place where I could just be like, okay, this isn't meant for me. You know, I was just like yeah. clinging so tightly, like this is what I'm supposed to do. Why isn't this working? And that's mm -hmm. a huge shift in itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he was a massive, um, we always say that he's a master teacher, you know, mm -hmm. like my mom's mom was a master teacher. Oh, she was. Yeah. My ex partner he was a major master teacher for me though it was mm -hmm. painful I feel mm -hmm. like and I don't want to say like I'm a different person nowadays now today or you're a different person or she's a different person but I think it's just you're more yourself you're more tapped into that nature that you came into this world with before you know again the, no the world gets noisy and we have all this information that's constantly being thrown at us so it's easy to kind of lose that center. So whenever these master teachers come in, I think it's just a redirection. Mm -hmm. It's almost like peeling away a layer, like a layer that you put out there and these situations just force you to, to release it and peel it and get closer to who you really mm -hmm. are. So mm -hmm. I want to talk about Recharge the Soul. We've gone in so many directions, which I love. Um, <laughs> Where did the idea of Recharge the Soul come in? Of course, you were already working with women. You were already, you know, in your spiritual pursuit, Bailey. But when was there like an aha moment or a click like, this is what we're doing and this is what we're going to call it? Do you want me to explain a little bit or do you? Um, we'll, we'll both go. You, I'll, I'll well, you, you go first. Okay. Yeah. So she, when, so when um, I was younger, I was going to her fitness retreats mm -hmm. just as like a 12 year old, just popping up saying, yeah, I'll go to Tahoe mm -hmm. and hang out with a bunch of women and train. So I didn't know, but there was again, a lot of seeds that were being planted then. And then fast forward, I go to Reno, I go on my own journey. Um, and then I fall in love and move to Bali. And my mom at the time had actually started Recharge the Soul with somebody else, probably like okay. four months before I moved to Bali. Mm -hmm. And at the time it was actually called Soul Camp. And we, she's still one of our really good friends to this day, but she did one retreat and she's like, this is not for me. <laughs> like, I still need to kind of go and do my own stuff and my own healing and my own work. And, and so when I was moving to Bali, um, I told my mom, I was like, why don't I move out there? I love Bali. Bali has shifted me completely. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's cracked open a part of me that I didn't, again, know was there. Mm -hmm. Let's bring them here. Bali is the place to to heal and to explore yourself. And so when I moved there, I was creating my itinerary and mm -hmm. doing a lot of networking um, and kind of like the back end stuff. And that's really how mm -hmm. I got involved. Yeah. And then um, the pandemic hit when I was living there. So my partner at the time and I moved back and then we pivoted and just started doing them back to back on smaller scales on three day scales in Tahoe. 
-hmm. And it was a lot of people at the time were telling us like, you know, you shouldn't have be having people come together. Like we're all supposed to be separated. And though we understood the concern, we created a really safe environment, clean environment. And we said, whoever's healthy um, and needs a place for their mental state, we're offering this. Yeah. And whoever feels safe enough. And really, I mean, we did over 40 retreats mm -hmm. during 2020. And that's really when it the snowball effect happened because it's it's needed. You know? There were so many women that were really wanting to come together. And so people would call and say, well, I, I, some would say, I don't feel safe coming together in a, in a group. So, well, that's totally fine. Then this is not for you. And we totally understand that. But we, but we really felt with everything going on, with how disconnected everybody was and with the divisiveness of everybody that we needed to come together under a common, where we all, we all want to be healthy, we all want to be happy, and we want to connect. We need community now more than ever. And to provide <laughs> tools to be able to... To manage the chaos. Manage the chaos. <laughs> I always say, like, to... If anything, I think one of the most powerful things that we individually can create within ourselves mm -hmm. is being able to find our peace and find our center and know how to kind of ground back into our own energy when there is a complete storm going on around you. Like that to me is powerful. Well, and you know, it's like you said at the beginning of this, the pandemic really cracked a lot of people open and mm -hmm. it made us appreciate coming together more. It made us appreciate the need to be around other people. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't think it's a stretch to say you probably saved at least one life just by bringing someone in to an in-person container. And of course, there will be people who watch this and say that you shouldn't have done that or whatever, but <clears throat> everybody's fine, okay? It, it was probably <laughs> doing, I know it was doing so much more good than harm. And actually, Lorianne, you said that like you heard or you got that channel, like this is what you need to do and you followed it. Yeah, I actually was, you know what, when Bailey came home March tw of 2020 um, from Bali, they came through Seoul. There was nobody, the largest airport in the world. There's nobody there. She comes home. We had full booked retreats. We had two full booked out retreats for Bali, shut everything down. So I, we were in the middle of like, okay, well, what do you want us to do? Because by then I knew just to tap in and ask for answers and I would get them. And so it's like, well, what do you want us to do? Because um, I have opinions about what everything that was going on. But, you know, um, the world certainly didn't need another strong opinion. The world needed to have a safe place for everybody to come together. So when I prayed about it, um, my guides just handed me a huge torch and said, just be the light. Like, just hold light, gather people together, gather women together. Because usually, you know, what? how I feel about that is women are the hub of the home, usually. And so, and they hold the energy for the home. And so I was just told to hold this. And they, I still can see it. It's this huge torch. And so Bailey was on board. And then we found out, found that, the whole, um, that whole part of Sayulita and uh, Costa Rica, where we hold multiple retreats, was open. Um, Costa Rica shut down for a very short time, but as soon as they opened, we had our first retreat there. So we have a fabulous, magical retreat right on the beach there. This villa is gorgeous. And it's Casamia is this magical little 
um, vortex in Costa Rica that we get to hold our spot, hold our um, retreats. But that was, um, that was really nice. It's super necessary. And you know, when you said that, what you said, you know, maybe some people think it was wrong. That's like when we say, I totally understand that, but I always do what my guides tell me to do. I never, I don't, I won't, you know, some, if my guides tell me to do something and my husband, even my husband who I adore tells me to do something, I'm saying, well, honey, my guides, my guides told me to do this. And so I'll just, you know, I have to do what they tell me to do because that's the agreement. I love that. I'm going to start using that for sure. <laughs> um, I know you talked about eventually wanting this, wanting to start retreats for all genders. But talk to me about the power of women specifically. And I've, I've had psychics, I've had spiritual teachers, many people tell me the feminine will rise, the masculine will follow. Like literally multiple people have done this exact thing to me. Do you find that to be true? And have you heard testimonials about women taking the tools they learn and then, you know, like you said, being the, the energy holder of the home, influencing the men and the children in their lives. Absolutely. 110%. We have had multiple women, either from the one day retreat, even you, I love that you got to experience that and that your mom got to experience that. Oh, even a one day retreat is massively transformational, mm -hmm. depending on how willing somebody is to jump in. Um, and then the longer immersion ones um, are also super transformational. We've seen women I had a woman who was said she felt like she was living in a cave, then going from uh, finding her own power, finding her voice. A lot of women are cut off, can't can't speak their truth, and finding her truth, speaking her truth with love and kindness, and deciding where she was going to, where she wanted to go, and later on, changing the whole trajectory for the rest of of her family. So it's it's just super powerful. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Bailey? Well, our step or my stepdad, um, he's been in my life since I was three. So he's basically my dad, but he always kind of, and we love him, um, but he was very in his masculine. Um, he was very football coach. He was a, fo yeah, <laughs> he used to be a football coach. So he was very kind of cut and dry, black and white. Meats and potatoes. Yeah. Very logical <clears throat> thinking. Um, but as we've been getting into this work over the past couple of years, and we've talked about spirituality so much before, you know, openly speaking about it, you can tell how much it's rubbed off on him. Like, you know, me and him were in the car the other day. And, you know, those days where things are just n not going as planned. And, you know, you're late to one thing, then you're late to the next, and there's traffic or, and in normal circumstances, when I was younger, he I could feel him start to get stressed out, you know, and then start to vocalize it. But over since being around us so much, and we talk <laughs> about it so openly, he goes, we just got to stay in the love vibration. We just have to stay in the love <laughs> vibration. And I'm like, you're right. I love that. Like, we have no control over the situation, but we can control how we're going to handle it. So playing, yeah, it playing totally totally rubs off on <laughs> men and guys and and yeah it's really beautiful how the feminine is so healing and so influential mm-hmm oh, yeah and, yeah and even to come home and have him have the unicorn meditation on from michelle yeah. fielding 
I wait. He goes, let's listen to this unicorn meditation with Michelle Fielding. And so I'm just like, okay, we sit down, we run light. He's so it, yeah. So it's it's very fun. Yeah, I've noticed that. I mean, my partner is very similar. Loves sports. He's a Capricorn. Very logical. Oh my but gosh! The more so <laughs> yeah, you, that's what you said. He's a football coach and very logical. I was going to ask, is he a Capricorn? <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's funny, like now he carries crystals around with him and he loves Kat and, you know, Aww. which is a mutual friend of ours who comes mm -hmm. to a lot of your retreats. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, he's just opened up to these things. Even my dad, who is very similar, very logical and he's got a Capricorn moon. He, the other day he was like talking to me about astrology and normally he'd be like, oh, that's yeah, whatever, that weird stuff. And he's like, you know, it makes sense. Like the moon controls the tides. So why wouldn't it affect us? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> something is clicking for you. I didn't even have to tell you, you know, like you should yeah. pay attention to this. It was just me being and deciding I'm just going to mm -hmm. show up authentically that's starting to influence the men in my life. And that is like one of the most gratifying things to me when you see someone who really isn't naturally inclined or open to this kind of work or this kind of teaching start to be open to it so um what how soon do you envision bringing men in to recharge the soul we haven't gotten an answer from that and like a, like and when i say we haven't gotten an answer is that we're very tapped into what our guides and our angels are wanting to do right now they're they really want us focus focusing on generational healing and helping women especially uh, mother-daughter relationships um because it's so necessary right now in this time. So when God, angels, guides, when they tell us it's go time, I'll either wake up and I'll say, Bailey, I got a, I got a knowing. And, or she'll come to me and she goes, Mom, it's time. And then we just, we respect each other's beliefs and what we're, what we're hearing. So for right now, we're focused on um, women. And then... We will let you know when they tell us to move forward with 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 men as well. Our <laughs> we day retreats yeah. are always open to yeah. both um, men and women, so those are always local in the Sacramento areas. But yeah, we're we're we know that that is needing to happen as well. Um, mm -hmm. But we're just kind of focusing for the time being on our our females, our women out there. Mm -hmm. Well, it does really feel like this is still, I mean, I get that sense. Other healers that I've worked with mm -hmm. are very much focused on the feminine right now, mm -hmm. too. Yeah. And it feels like this is a really pivotal time for the feminine and the rise of the divine feminine. And they, I know that you two doing the work you do together, I mean, already my mom and my relationship has healed tremendously just mm -hmm. after the one day retreat. Just her being open, you know, and seeing yeah. this work that I have committed to and been dedicated to over the past couple of years, being able to come and witness it and witness me doing breath work and meditation, something she's never seen me do in person before. It just, I think it makes it so much more approachable when mm -hmm. even through a screen, it's like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird. But being there in person is just, it's just a different experience. Powerful. Yeah. So powerful. Energy is so, it's contagious and it's mm -hmm. also hard to ignore when you're like like you said when you're in it and so it's beautiful whenever you know like even what you said earlier 
with the males in our life, like we don't necessarily have to be like, try this or try this. I know it's going to help you, but just by kind of gently inviting or, mm-hmm. or leading by example and them noticing the transformation within your own internal world, mm-hmm. which then reflects in your external world, mm-hmm. that's how it starts to unfold. And people are like, oh, like, that looks like an f- mm-hmm. awesome time, you know? Yeah. So. And we do, we use creative play a lot. Like, we love adventure. We're, like, hiking waterfalls and, you know, um, going on monkey uh, jungle tours through mango groves and have, having monkeys all over you and on your <laughs> boat. And, like, we just, we love the adventure and how magical life is. And you can use all of that to also help move people through the beauty that this life is. Because if you've just been sucked down, like you said, into the energy of someplace like Reno, or you're living in a household that where it's dark, um, or people are complaining all the time, you know, that can feel super heavy. And then when you go to someplace that's light, and you hear people talking differently to one to one another, you're like, wow, this is a whole different way of being. I like this, I want more. And then we say, more of this, please. More of this, yes. please. <laughs> I love that. My friend Court says, I am coming to one of these retreats. Sounds so abundant and magical. And mm-hmm. I haven't gone to one of the ones in a magical place yet. Not that Roseville isn't magical, but um, from everything I've seen and just being in your energy and experiencing your offerings, it is absolutely magical. So needed, so mm-hmm. powerful. And yeah, I'm, I'm just so grateful to be connected to you now. Aww. Yeah, we feel the same. Well, yeah, I love, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to tell Court, we do have a couple coming up, Sayulita in Costa Rica, if she's interested, so have her reach out. <laughs> yeah, Court has been thinking about moving to Mexico, so, you know, Uh-oh. she's also an astrologer and wow. a mystic as well, so yeah, you guys should connect, Aww. but um. I love to end these conversations with a card pull. And mm-hmm. while I'm pulling, I'm pulling from a yogic path today by Sahara Rose because mm-hmm. you incorporate yoga. And this, I kind of forgot I had this deck. And today it was like, hey, you haven't pulled from me in a while. So we're going to pull from this deck. Um, but, oh yeah, or she says, or Costa Rica. She was thinking about moving <laughs> there too. <laughs> um, but while I'm shuffling up, if you want to just let people know what current offerings you have, how they can get in touch with you, what the best way to stay connected with you guys is. Um, we do have a couple of local events coming up. One is September 11th and one is September 25th. And we're going to be doing Sunday Soul Circles um, from 4 to 7 p.m. So we have those on Eventbrite. So we'd love to have anybody who's interested connect with us, connect with us there. Bailey is offering um, 30-minute breathwork sessions um, for you know, anybody who's interested in learning more about that. So she's offering consultations. Um, so if anybody just wants to check that out. I, of course, do my intuitive soul coaching um, as well. And that is for 30 minutes. But for our immersions, we have Costa Rica coming up December and January. We also have... Um, Sayulita coming up January 1st through the 6th, which is a great way to kick off a brand new year. Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, we're very excited. And we're going to Greece um, in October, but that one is full. 
So I know Kat, our, our friend Kat has been telling me how excited she is for Greece. Oh, and we cannot wait. We're going to go to Santorini and oh. Crete and yeah, it's to have a Jeep ride all over um, the island of Crete where Zeus was born. So that'll be super exciting. Yeah, and it's like tapping into the ancient wisdom of these places, too. How much has happened, how much healing has already been done there. That just adds a whole other layer of potential. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're excited. We are going to Barcelona before we head over to um, Crete, and we're just going to be looking at um, that as other options for next year. So, yeah, they can find us at rechargethesoul.com. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, I just want to be a mouse in your pocket, traveling the <laughs> world with you guys. Just let me get in your suitcase. <laughs> we, you we're know, like, don't mind her while we're going through. Yeah. <laughs> it's so right. funny though, because you truly, truly can manifest anything you want. So we did our Lionsgate portal manifestations and wrote out exactly what we want. Bailey was looking over hers and tell them what happened. Yours were. Well, I was actually during Lionsgate last year. I was in Costa Rica at my training and did. Um, a ceremony with 30 other girls and a majority of what I wrote down came to fruition. So mm -hmm. yeah, just becoming intentional and realizing that we always have choice. Um, you, mm -hmm. you kind of end up in crazy places, not thinking that you would end up in a year later. So it's really yeah. beautiful. And it's, it's so strange because being, um, being in an abusive relationship for nine years and then being a mom on welfare and living the life that I'm living now, it just shows you how powerful this work is, you know? So, and life can be as magical and as unlimited as you choose to make it truly. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sure the Lionsgate portal is especially potent for you as a Leo too, you know, like really in that energy. Yes. All right. Well, let's go ahead and pull a card. I'm just going to take a deep breath here. What do we need to know? Kafa. So I'm sure you know all about this Bailey mm -hmm. Kaffa, um, which is one of the Ayurvedic, what's it called? Um, Ayurvedic, um, basically there, it's like, a, there's three different ones and our, yes. our Kaffa is, I don't know what the card will say, but it's basically how you should, what you should put in your body and mm. what you thrive best in. It's earthy energy, the a dosha. That's what it's called. One of the three doshas. Okay, here's what it says. Kapha, grounding, nurturing, and heavy. You are grounded into earth's energy and carry its subtle calmness, which makes others naturally gravitate toward you. You bring mm -hmm. peace, understanding, and comfort to your community and are the shoulder anyone can lean on. You embody Earth's wisdom and are anchored to her vast life force. You may have created a life or are envisioning one that will bring you great contentment and stability, a true home surrounded by people you love. You do not need to search for more. The deepest peace you will find is where you are. Just remember to never become too attached to anything. All is temporary. Wow, powerful. Thank you I love for that. I love how it says you comfort your community and you're a shoulder anyone can lean on because truly that's what you two have created together with Recharge the Soul. You know, mm -hmm. I just being in that room last weekend, I know any one of the women in that room, whether they'd met you before or not, could come up to you and feel safe with you. 
And that's really the energy you put out. And it's, I, I'm just grateful that we have you in our community and, and we have such a beautiful example of what a mother-daughter relationship can look like, what healing can look like, and what can happen when women come together. Mm. Thank you so thank much. You. Yeah, thank you for having us on. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being here. This was so yeah. lovely. It's so nice to get to know you better. And I'm just excited for everybody to find this video and join you on your retreats and to see where yeah. Recharge the Soul takes you in the next few years because it's already taken off so much. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah. And thank we will you. be sure, we share our Instagram if anybody wants to, because oh, yeah. we do a lot of offerings through that. Yeah. Our Instagram is um, underscore recharge the soul. So right next to our name. And then we also actually have a podcast um, on Apple and Spotify where we talk a lot about mm -hmm. what we do um, and all the healing modalities or just jumping into this life. Oh, no, Miracle in, Mornings. Mm -hmm. on re on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, we do, every Monday we do a free Miracle Morning. So if anybody would like to join us at 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so many resources you <laughs> offer. So much magic just being connected to you. So even if you're not ready to jump in and go on a retreat yet, definitely follow them because they're just sharing all sorts of wisdom and light mm -hmm. all the time. And yeah, I, again, just thank you so much for being here. Thanks. You're so welcome. Thanks for having us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and thank you to everybody who joined our conversation today. Uh, we will be back with another episode of The Spiritual Journalist next week. More episodes of Transits Today every weekday morning with the astrology forecast. And one more thank you to Lorianne and Bailey. Whenever I see you next, until then, stay curious. Thank you so much for joining our discussion today. If you enjoyed this episode of The Spiritual Journalist, you can find more on thespiritualjournalist.com or you can listen to our conversations wherever you enjoy podcasts. And if you want to learn more about astrology, join me live every weekday morning on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for Transits Today, where we break down the energy of the day based on the movement of the planets and start our morning off in a high vibe. All of the information we share on The Spiritual Journalist is completely free to you. So if you'd like to support more content like this, the easiest way to do so is to subscribe to our YouTube page. Head over to The Spiritual Shop on our website and buy yourself a little something. Or if you're feeling extra generous, you can buy me a coffee to fuel future live streams. Just tap the link in the description or head to buymeacoffee.com and search The Spiritual Journalist. I'm so grateful you found us here and I can't wait for our next conversation.